in the grass. Okay. So the snake's pretty bad where you are. Not too bad. Um, since we moved in this house, which we've been in this house since... God, I can't remember. July? I think it's July. I think we've been in here since July. And... Might be a little bit more. But we've only seen, like, one snake since we've been here. And I think... I think because I think we don't see as many now because it's kind of cold. So, mm-hmm. but no, I hate them. I can't stand snakes, dude. Yeah, I remember you saying. So we got a few over here, but nothing really bad. Um, <clears throat> mainly grass snakes and sideworms. See plenty of them. But yeah, anyway. How, so how long? Go. Hang on. How long do they get? Like, how long do your snakes kind of get over there? I ain't got a clue. <laughs> oh really? Okay. <laughs> Because we have some that get up to like three feet, maybe a little bit longer. Like if you stretch them out, they might hit four. But yeah, oh, they they can get pretty about about the size of a half dollar round. I don't know what half dollar is. Well, about about the size of a quarter, maybe a little bit bigger, like a coin. I don't know what would be the comparison for you, but. Uh, I'm not sure, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but, go ahead. Anyway, so yeah, so Saturday, Leah's friends has his birthday party, ice skating. Never been ice skating in my life. Wow. And uh, so I, I watched a video and I looked at it, like, how hard could that be? Yeah. What a fool <laughs> am I? So got on the ice, literally gripped onto the side. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? And then we move around, and Leah's got this little penguin thing she can hold on to. So she's like doing great, and she's I'm like, good. yeah. I'm <laughs> can I borrow that? <laughs> I'm literally clinging to the edge, and that. And then there's a big gap where people get on. Yeah. Right, so there's no edge. I'll be like, all right, I can make this. I can make this. Get about halfway across, slip, fall, crack my hip on the concrete step that you step onto the ice on. I was like, right, oh. that hurts. <laughs> Straight back up. Clung on some more edges and that, and then Leah falls over. So I go to over thinking, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I go over, and then as I get towards her, her mum pushes me away from her, which then makes me fall over. And then Leah's cracking up, literally head, throws her head back in laughter. I'm like, You evil little. And uh, and yeah, that was my Saturday, man. So. <laughs> Wow, that's funny. So do y'all have like different types of skates over there? Sure you do. I don't know. <laughs> so like, okay, so over here we have uh, different types of skates. So we have the skates like the figure skaters use, and we have the skates that the hockey players use. They're different. Uh, figure skaters, they have like no ankle support. So that's awful. Okay. And then your hockey skates, they're really stiff all the way up to like your calf. So it's more ankle support, so you can kind of keep your ankles locked. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So you telling me this story, if you're using figure skates, I understand completely because they are so hard to stand up on. I don't know, man. Literally, you, there's only one type of skate. You rent them. You say your right. size. They, they give them to you. You strap them on. You get in the ice. And then you regret every minute that you stepped on the ice. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Mate, honestly, did you ever I get had... away from the edge? Did you ever go away from the edge? Other uh, than yeah. helping Leah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, not wanting to, but something like <laughs> no choice. But dude, there's like six year olds skating around the ice like pros, and there's oh, yeah, dude. Like, 33 year old man. I've been. Cling on to dear life. I've been. I, I, I love, real, um, I love uh, ice skating. I've only been twice, but to me, it's just like rollerblading. And I would rollerblade as a kid, like, constantly. So my balance is not that bad. And it's a funny story. We went with the youth group one time, uh, ice skating. And this was, like, my second time on skates, and on ice skates. And we went, and <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know how skaters, like, if they want to stop real quick, they'll just dig into the ice real hard and it'll just kind of go and it'll spray yeah. the ice out. So I got to the point where I could do that, right? Keep in mind, we're at a church youth group, okay? These girls are wearing skirts. <laughs> oh, baby. And their skirts, like, down to their knees are a little bit further down. And I got this bright idea. I'm like, I'm going to skate real fast. I'm going to go up next to them, and I'm going to stop. And when I stop, the ice goes up, like, in their skirt. <laughs> they hated me that day, dude. I would do it to everybody. I would just get full speed and just right next to them. And, oh, man, it was so great. <laughs> You're one I of love. them. You're I one am. of the people I I'm was cursing the, yeah. yesterday. <laughs> I am one of those guys. I hate to say it, but I am. It's funny, oh, there's like these um these guys on, on the ice there to help people that obviously work there. And every time I fall like, I fall down, one of them comes flying over. You're right. And I'm like, yeah, fine. Like, you really right? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. And it's like you hit the ice hard. It's like, mate, I'm six foot three and fifteen stone. It's a long way down and I'm, my heavy weights come down. Do you know I mean I'm always <laughs> gonna hit the ground hard? So come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys like the ones who are kind of like the refs or whatever, but they're just kind of monitoring everybody, dude. They most of the time they are really good. Like just watching them, it's like wow. Yeah, I watch. People. You know, you could chop your fingers off. You know, you yep. get your fingers chopped off from that. Like they teach you how to fall and stuff like that, so you don't get your fingers sliced off. Man, what do you think I was cling onto the edge? I did. I, I'm an engineer. I need my fingers. <laughs> <Are they? laughs> I'm going to fall, I'm going to grip on hold that edge because I don't want my hands touching the ice. You're going to get some little turd. It's going to come flying past. Yeah. Next thing I know, I've lost the hands right. and my yeah. career's in pieces. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. I mean, God, that'd be, the, that'd be awful, though. Like, All right. Good. Anyway, welcome, guys. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Jingle, I'm your jingle, host. jingle. Okay. <laughs> I am your host, Daniel Sun, and I'm joined by my co-host, DJ Lloyd, as always. Lloyd, other than your awful Saturday, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm back, bruised, but I'm good. I'm good. Good deal, good deal. I wouldn't say it was awful. It was good fun. My daughter enjoyed it, but it was just um, stressful. Yeah, I understand, dude. Totally understand. 33-year-old man. Yeah. (laughs) I need to go back ice skating again, man. It's been forever. I think last time I went, I was 16, so like 12 years ago. I need to go again. Well, I hope you have as much fun as I did. <laughs> what, none? 
But anyway, anyway fun. what kind of topics we got today, dude? Well, what have we got? What have we got? So, first off, quite exciting. Um, we've got Watchdog Legions. We're going to talk a little bit about that. That is going to be interesting, man, for sure. So, I'm really hyped about that conversation. Uh, what else have we got? We Did got a lot about- of stuff. We got a lot of stuff for PS5 today. A lot of PS5 information today. We do. I don't know if anyone saw the breakdown video, and that's given us some some insights, some information. We've got the whole Japan button swap thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk a little bit on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, PS4 games that won't run on PS5, and yeah. I only have a list of like 10. But that's all they've released so far, I believe, is 10. Right, but I don't think that's going to be it. But anyway, we'll get into that. Um, we also have. Did you read about the the Nintendo being sued over a Joy-Con drift issue? It's the Phoenix Wright. Yes, I did. Wow. I. I don't know. I, I we deal with like analog drift issues on PlayStation all the time. You don't see us suing Sony for it. Like that's just kind of like annoying to me. Crazy man. But, and then also. I know a lot of people are probably going to want to hear about this. I'm kind of on the fence about it. After we had the topic of Fortnite last week, and we talked about how Ninja thought it was kind of stale and everything like that, mm-hmm. um, the old Fortnite map could possibly be returned into Fortnite. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll dig deep into that here shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, first things first. Let's talk about. Sony is swapping X and O buttons on PS5 in Japan. Now, I didn't know this. I didn't know this until I read this article and I told you about it. That in Japan, did you know that the X button is to cancel and the circle button is to confirm? I saw this on a little news article on um, on Snapchat, actually. Um, really? Yeah, literally before you messaged me. And I was like, what? Because I read it. The other way around, I thought, clearly I was not paying attention. I thought that they were making everyone do that. And I'm like, what? No, 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 no. no. I, d- I double checked that too. I yeah. double checked that too. I was like, it's only in Japan. Like, a rest, the rest of the world does it the way we do it. Why would you force everybody to change to Japan's way when it's only one country that does it? You know what I mean? Like, mm. it's annoying. Like, I don't think I could even get used to that, to be honest. Dude, do you know what I'd do? If that if they made if that was a thing over here, so they brought that in, I'd be straight on the accessibility and swapping two buttons around. Simple. Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought the same thing because you could do that on PlayStation Four anyway. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, I, yeah, that would drive me nuts. I couldn't believe it. I read this and I was like, so you're telling me, since PlayStation's been a thing. Japan has been canceling. Well, excuse me. Since PlayStation four, no three, three started doing the circle to cancel, right? Uh oh. I yeah. It's always been always been that way. Maybe, maybe it was three. I don't know. I thought well, it was remember it been that way. That might have been like PS2 and PS1, but oh yeah, it was triangle at one point. Yeah, to cancel. Mm. And X has always been confirmed, but dude, after 25 years though, like of that, dude, they're gonna have to change like all their muscle memory. That's gonna nah, be crazy. 
I reckon there'll, there'll be something out that they can change it and things Maybe. like that. I mean, let's be honest, they're the leading in technology. There mm. could be, even be a thing where they can plug in their controller and it registers things backwards or something. Could be. Or they'll just, um, they'll just, have you seen in Japan, they do all these kind of third party uh, consoles. So it's like a PS5, but it's not. It's made by someone else. I have a controller yeah. like that, but yeah. And it's, yes. Yeah, all emulated, so all they do is they'll they have these fake PS5s come out with like, the way they want it, and then they'll be golden. That's true. Yeah, that that could be a thing for sure. Speaking of controllers, did you see the discovery of the new haptic feedback controller? No, I did not. So it, I think it's it, they're classing it like an Easter egg. It's quite cool. So the grip of the new controller, mm-hmm. when you zoom into the to the image. The grip is actually made of loads and loads of tiny little uh, circles, X triangles, and squares. Really? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, quite like that. That's pretty cool. Is it like a rubber adhesive or a rubber? Whatever? I don't know. It's, it's like the underside grip. If you, if you oh, okay. look it up okay. and like someone zoomed in and found like, actually, look at that the grip. That's actually quite cool. But awesome. I'm actually, I, I feel sorry for the Japanese guys um, because that's going to be a pain. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a new controller just because it's got a full haptic feedback uh, yeah. function. I don't know. Are you familiar with haptic feedback? Uh, I want to say I am, but explain for the people listening. Okay, so I'll give you a, an idea of how haptic feedback works. So i done a VR thing recently mm-hmm. where you wear a haptic th- feedback vest. Okay. So imagine you're in VR, haptic feedback vest, and say you get shot in the back. In, in your VR game, mm-hmm. then you've got vibration, thing like that, that make it like you've sense, it gives you a sensation of something that's just happening in your back. Okay, yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, okay. The same as you've got these gloves. So if you pick up a gun, when you pick up a gun, so Half-Life Alex, for example, have got, it's got a gravity glove. So mm-hmm. you can, it's almost like using the force. So you can grab a gun. When you grab a gun, you have vibrations within and sensations within that glove that makes you feel like you literally something just come into your hand. Wow. So having that on a controller. How are they going to do that on a controller? I don't know. That's why. I'm oh, you don't know. It. So you're, that's no, why you're like stoked kept, about it. I got you. Yeah, they've kept it really kind of, they've not really done much on the controller at all. Um, it's kind of been kept under wraps. So it's going to be really interesting because it's going to, it's going to bring a new level of kind of immersion rather than just the whole vibration Kind of I was gonna say we do have just vibration now. I mm. wonder if it's gonna be anything kind of like that. But I think it's gonna be there's gonna probably be lots of little motors and different vibrations and different parts of controllers for different things. Um, well, yeah, I'm I don't, stoked. I, I don't play with be... vibration anyway. So yeah, you're weird. I'm with. Yeah, you're right. I am. Kind of weird. <laughs> Dude, you play with inverted controls. Come on. I play with inverted controls and no vibration. Leave me alone. <laughs> You ain't about to project at me on my own podcast like that. No, we ain't doing this. Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) No, but no, I can't do the vibration, dude. It it messes with my mojo. I'm not going to lie. So you have a mojo? Dude, it does. Like, no joke. Because, like, you've played with me. I mean, I'm not bad at games. I'm not the best at games. But... I feel like it would mess it messes my aim up if I play with vibration. So I don't know. <laughs> but 
I don't know, man. I, I quite like it. Can't it's do it, cool. Dude. I remember the N64 having the Rumble Pack plugged in, which was like the most amazing thing in the world. I think that's what turned it off for me. I'm going to be honest. Because when I first started playing with the Rumble Pack, I immediately took it out and threw it across the room and never played with it again. Okay. And that might that's be great. why I don't like the vibration. Who knows? There's so many new windows thrown around here. Let's move on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. All right. PS4 games that won't run on PS5. (laughs) So I only have 10. And like you said, they've already listed. They've only listed 10. Some of these games I've never even heard of. Um, I looked at the list. I'm like, well, that's no real big loss because I don't even know these games. So they can't be that good. Right. And, you know, DWVR, Afro Samurai 2. Revenge of the Kuma Volume 1, TT Isle of Man, Right on the Edge 2, Just Deal With It, Shadow Complex Remastered, Robinson the Journey, We Sing, Hitman Go, the Definitive Edition. That's probably the only one I've actually heard yeah. of. That's the same as me. Uh, Shadwin and Joe's Diner, but who knows, dude. I, like I said, I think the only one I know is Hitman Go and We Sing. That's probably the only two I know of. Yeah, and, I mean, I don't think it's a huge loss, but right. I imagine that list is going to get large. Because didn't they come across something like there's 4,000 titles on PS5, uh, PS4, and 90% of them is not going to be uh, backwards compatible. Yeah. So 90% of 4K is definitely more than 10. Yeah, so that's the thing. It says, too, that I read something else in that same article. It says we can safely say these 10 titles won't be the only games that won't be available on PS5, which is what you just said. And it also says that PS4 titles that won't be available on PS5 will say playable on PS4 only. So I'm sure there's more to come to light, but Mm -hmm. these are the only ones we know about that they released. So like you said, it's not really a huge loss because most of these games we've never heard of. And I think that it will be, as PS5 is actually released and we get more into it, we'll probably see that there's actually some bigger games that probably won't. But that's going to be down to porting and uh, the hardware limitations of the PS4 compared to the PS5 and emulations and things like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. So, so far, okay, it's, it's a bit rubbish that so, it's not all. And it's also a bit rubbish that PS2 and PS3 games will not be backwards compatible at all. They've already announced that, um, which is a little frustrating. But yeah, so going forward, we'll have to see what happens, man. But yeah, hopefully it's not going to be too detrimental. Yeah. You know, I've been thinking here lately. I think since you told us... (laughs) so funny. Um, (laughs) Since you told me and everybody listening... Um, about the PS5 having the download only and the, you know, you can do the disc as well. Yeah, either so one the full version or the digital, all digital version. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember you saying that you know they're both the same power. I think for me, I'm actually gonna go with the download only version because I find myself here lately downloading games. Well, bef- going to the store before and- before you go along that line, you might might want to hear my news. Okay. Uh, should we move on to? Should we talk about the PlayStation breakdown video briefly? 
Uh, yeah, let's briefly talk about it because apparently that's, that's part of the news. <laughs> that is part of the news. So, okay, yeah, yeah. PlayStation Five done a full breakdown um, of their new PS5 console, which was awesome because I don't think we've really got much of that before. I've repaired quite a few PlayStations in my time, so seeing the breakdown is quite nice. So one thing, which is a bit of a shocker, because I didn't realise this was the case, but on the PS4 we can swap out our hard drive with ease, couldn't we? Yeah. So when I bought my PS4, the first thing I'd done was bought a terabyte hard drive, swapped it out, loaded the firmware. God, job's good. You can't do that on the PS5. So the SSD is actually soldered to the motherboard. So there is expansion slots, which we'll talk about in a minute. But for example, so the new PlayStation 5, the all-digital version, only comes with a 500 gig hard drive. You can't swap that out for a terabyte. So you're stuck with that 500 gig, and then you've got ads expansion slots, which we'll talk about in a minute. So it's a little bit different compared to how we used to. We can't just swap out, go go buy a hard drive from Amazon and swap it out. It doesn't work that way. So the expansion, so they've done a, a cross comparison really of the expansion between xbox and playstation so they've both got similar things so you can't swap out the ssd on either of them xbox have gone along the lines of they have teamed up with seagate and come across this new memory card expansion type thing so you have to buy it from them basically there is nothing else um from microsoft from microsoft yeah sorry from xbox um and it is seagate one and that will set you back We'll written down here let me just find it uh 220 dollars jesus just for one for one how big is it one terabyte so you're basically buying 200 for 220 bucks you're buying an extra terabyte mm-hmm. and that's it mm-hmm. dude i paid 30 bucks for a terabyte on amazon just to install on my ps4 that's insane exactly, exactly. so playstation it's slightly better, but kind of not. So the biggest issue, well, it's not an issue. It's a good thing, but in a way it's an issue. So PlayStation's SSD is faster than any SSD on the market, which obviously for us is great. Shout out to so, Absolutely. So the only problem with that is with your expansion slots, they need to be a certain speed to be compatible. Otherwise, they're just not going to work. It's going to bottleneck and it's going to be problems. And their expansion slots aren't hard drive. They are an M.2 drive. So you can basically buy, what you're saying is you can buy the SSDs for the PlayStation, and, mm. but they have to be a certain speed. You can buy well, any of them. It's not. No, you can't buy any. So it's an M.2 drive. Okay. So for those that don't know, a lot of PCs, uh, especially the newer motherboards, will come with a little M.2 slot. So it's actually a little circuit board, probably similar size to what a USB stick is. Okay. And they plug in that way. Now, M.2 drives are not cheap. They are on the expensive line as well, but they are very, very fast. They're very, very good. They're very, very efficient. A lot of people run their whole operating system on M.2 drives. Now, the only M.2 drive we've seen come out recently, which has officially stated it's compatible with the PS5, sits at 230 dollars about the same 
but you have have got options for like two terabytes and things like that. Obviously more expensive. Right. Um, but yeah, so actual. And how much is that one? That's a terabyte. One that's terabytes, two hundred thirty dollars. Okay, so yeah, all right. So it's about the same. More. I mean, you're just paying ten dollars more for the better speed, right? Absolutely. But then, going forwards, theoretically, M.2 drives have been out for a while now. They could drop in price. Where Xbox have kind of set their prices. It's gonna be two hundred twenty bucks. But they could go up because of this. You know, they might they might throw them up just to get because they know people are gonna buy them. So they might throw the the price up. Absolutely. So my my only issue with the all digital versions um, is so PlayStation same power, Xbox is nowhere near the same power. Right. Uh, so I would never buy the like the uh, Series S Xbox. No. The all digital, I would I would kind of I thought about it, but then when just having a 500 gig less of hard drive space, and if you want to upgrade that, you're looking at have a drop 200 quid hmm. to get that upgrade it's like well that's worth just paying the extra 100 pound for the proper version and having it anyway right uh, in my opinion another cool thing um is uh the panels actually unclip really easily which makes us think we they may bring out like customizable panels which could <sighs> be really cool sick um the cooling on the on the new PlayStation looks great because there were so many issues with overheating on PS4s. Um, even support now, so the top plate you can take off, mm-hmm. and there's dust collector ports, so you can literally in two oh. seconds unclip on the top on PS5 awesome. and clean out the dust collector ports, which should then make your keep it's easy for cleaning, makes your machine run better. Um, keep it quieter too. Absolutely, keep it quiet, stop overheating. So you can do more self-maintenance on the PS5 than any other PlayStation or Xbox previous, which awesome. I really like. That is good. Speaking of cleaning, I need to clean mine out. I need to clean out all the uh, the vents and everything. In it. I take my apart, my mine apart every six months and do a full clean out. Awesome. You'll be surprised. Uh, I need to, the amount I need of to blow. I need to blow it out with like an air nozzle mm-hmm. or something. Okay. Yeah, there, I mean, there are a few other bits on the um, on the breakdown video, but yeah, go take a look. Go have a look at the massive heat sink. Yeah. The the liquid metal um, thermal paste. All Ooh. that for anyone that's yes, I know I'm a geek. I like my tech. Are they uh, are they air cooling or water cooling? Air cooled. Air cooled. Awesome. air cooled. The cool. heat sink is literally half of the PlayStation. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, they've gone hard on their cooling. And there was yeah. a lot of, uh, for those that don't know, when you have a fan sitting on top of a processor, you usually use thermal paste. Mm. PlayStation 4's thermal paste would fail quite regularly, and that's where a lot of your overheating issues come. And they've actually spent a long time developing this liquid metal um, version. So on top of the processor sits this little um, enclosure of liquid metal, and then the fan goes on top of it, which connects to the heat sink and all that. Um, so and for yeah, those so. of you who have gone through six PlayStations, you know who you are. If you're listening to this, I am throwing you under the bus right now. You know who you are. Oh, no, no, no. Shush, shush, shush. If you, if you need your PlayStation fix, call us. We're reasonably priced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. But now, nah. you know, uh, with a PS5, 
you really might not have to worry about it. I mean, you might have to clean it out every little while, but at least it doesn't die. Absolutely. No you know who you are when I say six PlayStations, six PS4s this generation? Come on, dude. Come on. You got to change something, dude. I reckon these are the same people that go for a new controller every three months. Yeah, I don't do that either. <laughs> so speaking of new controllers, so... Nintendo being sued. I know we're jumping. I know we're jumping, but Nintendo being sued over a Joy-Con drift issue. By a (laughs) ten-year-old. Not necessarily by a ten-year-old. It's by a ten-year-old's mom. But yeah, essentially a ten-year-old. But anyway, so a woman bought a Nintendo Switch for her son for Christmas in 2018. This is in 2018. This is two years ago. Eventually, the Joy-Con drift became so noticeable that the Joy-Cons became inoperable for general usage. So, this is when I was like, when I read this article, I was like, just buy new Joy-Cons. What's the big deal? So, moving on, it says, even when she replaced the set, she noticed the same problem seven months later. Okay, that's about normal for a Joy-Con. It really is. Well, this is a kind of a known issue. And to be fair, Nintendo have been quite good with allowing people to swap them out for a charge. Yeah, I noticed that too. Let's see this too. So you said by a ten-year-old. Ten-year-olds are not gonna take care of a controller. Absolutely not. They're not gonna take care of it and make it last like you think they're going to. No. Now, if this kid is throwing these Joy Cons, like for instance, if a kid has like an anger problem and he starts throwing these Joy Cons up against the wall, yeah. They might have a drift issue. I'm just throwing that out there. You know, they might end up breaking or something. Just watch him. Don't let him do stuff like that. And they might last a little bit longer. (laughs) But the woman claims that Nintendo has acknowledged the issue in the past, but has done little to make the general public aware of the problem. Probably because you're the only one that's bringing this to light at the moment. Dude, have you seen how much they show them for damages, though? Five million, right? Five that, million. I was like, dude, so stupid. It's like over a freaking controller. It's retarded. Like, I can understand if you bought, like, maybe three or four switches and they didn't work properly. I can understand that. At that point, there should be a recall. But over a controller? No. I'm sorry. Not five million dollars. As of July 2019, Nintendo has offered full repairs, like you said, full repairs for Joy-Cons suffering from the problem. (sighs) I don't know. So now a lawsuit has been brought against Nintendo regarding the Joy-Con issue. Not sure if either side will come to a settlement, but will definitely be interesting to see the outcome. Would be. I mean, if if you're going to sue a company like Nintendo, who is gigantic, show me yeah yeah you gotta have some grounds and i'm sorry a drifting joystick is not grounds in my opinion i think it's gonna be thrown out so So if you're gonna if you're gonna take on a huge entity like nintendo you gotta come with some ammo man and a drifting joy con and i mean it's just ridiculous five million in damages like get out of here come on man 
I mean, even though you bought more Joy-Cons, like I said, that's normal. A Joy-Con doesn't really last that long, especially if it's not being taken care of. I feel like there's something we're missing here. Probably. I mean, it's like, like, so my PlayStation, for example, I bought the very original PlayStation 4. So not the Pro. I haven't got the Pro. haven't got the Slimline, anything like that. Absolute first gen pre-order was in second phase for the first pre-orders. And that controller I had to replace during lockdown. So I've had that controller for like, what, six, seven years? Right. And I had to replace it. And that's mainly because the charging port was going. Um, yeah. So nothing to do with the sticks or anything like that. Charging port but going. There, there comes in the, the fact, too, is like you know how to take care of your systems. Mm-hmm. And Whereas you've got some people. Back. Yeah. Some people though will go will have to buy a new controller every three months because they don't look yeah, after it. That's so that's crazy. something that has to be taken into account here. Um so yeah, I think this will be thrown out. Especially like you say, a ten year old a ten year old ain't gonna know how to look after things properly. They're gonna get frustrated, they're gonna get angry, they're gonna be button mashing like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the Yeah, I think this is ridiculous. It is a ridiculous I think this is people just chancing around. Uh I swear. It's people, minute, I anyone. think it's people nowadays too. They they feel like they can get away with anything, so they're gonna try anything. I well, don't. This know. is it. It's all about if people just will like. No disrespect, but it seems I always hear stories coming up from America of everyone is suing everyone for something. Dude, which it's is awful. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Now I know it still happens over here, but I don't feel it as it's as prolific as over there. Um, but yeah, it's always someone suing someone over something, and it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah, it, it is kind of messed up. Like, like I said, I feel like people are trying it to see if they can get away with just about anything. So they're trying anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know. It's annoying, dude. Honestly, just look after your kids. My God, you don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you might not be there watching them constantly, but who knows what they're doing when you're not there? He could be throwing that thing just for the fun of it. Oh, man, I have a four-year-old. I know what they do. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. They're they're going to be destructive, right? Absolutely. Everything ends up on the floor. Yeah, everything. Everything. Um. So, yeah. So, yeah, this, this has got to be thrown out. It's going to be just some stupid rubbish that... The judge is going to laugh. Well, you'd have thought so. Um, But yeah, we'll we'll have to see, man. So we'll keep our our eyes and ears out for that. Hope he doesn't come into something stupid. Because the thing is, if one person sues them, and everybody else will, everyone will jump on the bandwagon. And next, you know, they're going to have hundreds of thousands of, if not millions, of cases against them, and it's going to be bye bye Nintendo. I mean, and we're talking about Japan here, right? So mm-hmm. Japan's good about taking care of their technology. Normally, it's the consumer's fault if something happens to it. I mean, they they've recognised faults. Yeah. They know that they've bought out modified ones and things like that. But to be fair to them, when there is a fault reported, they will replace it. Mm-hmm. Um, They're good about that. Yeah, I bet yeah. This woman has not contacted them. Just bought new ones. Same things happened. And now she's suing them. Whereas if she had actually contacted their support, they would probably said, oh, yeah, it's a known issue. Let me send you another one. Yeah, she bought new ones, right? So she bought yeah, new ones and, and noticed the same problem seven months after she bought them. 
like I said, a normal lifespan of a Joy-Con, especially if it's being thrown around the around the house constantly. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I'm not saying the kid's doing that, but I'm just saying you don't know what's going on behind the scenes that could be causing this. It's not necessarily a Nintendo issue. It could be a consumer issue. You never know. You never know. More likely. Hey, mate, I'm an engineer. 90% of the time is user error. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. See? So, it's not always... I mean, there's some things that's like, if you dig deep into the technology of it, it could be a problem. But mm-hmm. rarely is that a thing. So, my problem is, very briefly, um, quite impressive EA. EA brought out a patch to sort out the drift issues. The uh, Sorry, the uh, dead zone issues. And a bunch of other fixes. They were really quick at that, so that's good. On squadrons? Yeah, man. Awesome. So you've been playing squadrons still? I have. Awesome. I've been playing ranked. Good deal. Ranked? Yeah, what man. the heck? <laughs> In there like swimwear, my friend. <laughs> nice. I've been playing Genshin, dude. Genshin Impact. It's a fun game. It's an RPG. Yeah, I'm going to, um, when we finish this podcast, I'm going to go download it and have a little little nose. See, see, what, see what I think? Yeah. Definitely, definitely do it, dude. It's it's one of those games. You you like RPGs, so I definitely do. get it. Definitely get it. This one's kind of like it's simple, but not very simple. It's you have to dig a little deep, but you know it's not too deep to where you have to really concentrate on it. Mm-hmm. So speaking of RPGs, is Legion class as an RPG? Must no, be. it's an action adventure game. It's a third-person open-world action-adventure game. It's not really an, an RPG. Well, anyway, moving on to something that's not an RPG. Yeah. <laughs> Watch Dog Legion. <laughs> Watch the Legions. Man, this looks dope. So I just want to quickly touch on something. So there was a developer. I can't remember who it was. But they were talking about the, the new next-gen consoles mm. and the power that is given them in open-world, which is actually yeah. really interesting because I think this is where Legions are, are going to be setting a standpoint. So, on average now, well, it is the fact now, any open world is not truly an open world. There's lots of hidden loading going on, things like that. Yeah. And like NCPs will only become active once you become in the vicinity. And oh. after that, they are stationary. They don't do anything. Yeah. So, quite often you'll go in a game, it will just left from when you, from when you logged out, it will just leave off from where you left out. Uh, it will resume from where you left off. Mm-hmm. So now they're talking about the new power of the new next-gen consoles is given this opportunity where they can actually make these proper, truly dynamic open worlds where there is no loading. Everything is loaded at once. To a point that when you log out, NCPs will carry on. Dude, that's... So it can bring a new level of immersion and diversity yes. and that to this game, which I really like. Uh, to like open world games in general uh, and actually having them bigger and better than ever and truly open world rather than actually lots of hidden loading screens um, is really cool and have you seen what Watchdog Legions are doing with their NCPs yes they're making them recruitable right and playable and playable yes that's going to be very interesting so um, this is new take on open world um, mm-hmm. we've not seen before and I'm wondering if this works well, I reckon this will be a new new standpoint for open worlds. Especially on next gen. Next mm-hmm. gen this this will be very interesting how they do that. So you go first. You you tell us what, what you know so far. 
Okay, uh, why don't I just explain the game a little bit? Um, sure. uh, Watch Dogs Legion. It's a third. It's the third installment to Watch Dogs series. It is a third-person open-world action-adventure game. We just covered that. That takes place in a representation of London, England, right in your neck of the woods. It is. The player can navigate. An image. Oh. I mean, look at an image right now. I've just realized one of the buildings at the back is the Gherkin, which is a building <laughs> in London. Oh, and there's Big Ben. <laughs> oh, and the London Eye. Well, look at that. Yeah. I didn't the realize player... London, to be honest. <laughs> the player can navigate through the city on foot by utilizing the skills of parkour, which I love my parkour game, if they're done right, if they're done right, mm-hmm. or using a variety of different vehicles. Uh, the game's story focuses on the London branch of hacker group called DeadSec as they attempt to liberate the city from its dystopian surveillance state by recruiting allies from London's inhabitants. Here comes the recruiting for the NPCs. So, this game is different from any other game in the series. This game features the ability to recruit NPCs from around the city, and you can use these characters whenever you want for whatever you want. Each character recruited has their own special weapon and or abilities based on their lifestyle. Like, for example, a construction worker will use a nail gun and a wrench as his or her weapon. Now I thought that was pretty cool. So mm-hmm. the whole thing based on their lifestyle that Dude, have you seen the beekeeper? I have not seen the beekeeper. Oh dude is a beekeeper and you can send swarms of bees to attack people. Swarms of bees? Really? Honestly, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I like the fact that uh also um a lot of this is non lethal and I know that kinda of sounds a bit boring. Oh, but when these the are just thing again. Yeah, back on the non-lethal. But the fact that these are just bog-standard civilians that you're recruiting to do things. Um, so theoretically, they're not going to be open to murder. Would you Dang agree? It. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Death by bees, maybe. Oh, if they're allergic, then, you know. I was going to say, uh, allergic to bees? Yeah. I think you get choices. Some of them are lethal, some of them are non-lethal. But you get like both options in places and things like that. Which I quite like that because it gives a bit of diversity to the game and a sense of realism of to if someone come to you and recruited you to do something for the cause, mm. but they ask you to go start murdering people, you'd probably be like, ah, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, this game's not really based on murder anyway, is it? No, I mean, it's mostly really. hacking and stuff like mm. that. It's not really based on murder. Yeah, that you are you are against a some form of enemy that do have guns and will shoot at you. Right. I quite like the whole permadeath thing as well. So, so, like, once an NPC dies, it's dead forever. Yeah, so once you recruit... So the way I see it, the way I understand it is you can actually go on your phone in-game, which has obviously been a Legion a Watchdog um, thing, and you can go to see, like, in this NCP, what their skill set is, what their occupation is, things like that. Right. Then you can go to recruit them, you have to perform a quest, and then they're playable. Mm-hmm. What's really cool is say you're in a situation and you're going to die. You can actually surrender and then switch to another one of your playable characters. <laughs> you can actually save surrender. That's yeah, you can actually... So if you're surrounded, wounded, about to die, you can surrender. And then... They take you, you as, like, a prisoner? Oh, well, kind of, I think so. But you can quickly switch to another one of your playable characters and then go save them. 
Whereas if you don't surrender and you sit there and you die, that NCP is gone. As far as oh. I know, from what I understand. Right. So if it's one of your most powerful ones, you've leveled it up a lot and things like that, um, honed skills, etc. Then you know that I quite like that fact is uh, you can surrender and. Uh, Interesting. That's kind of cool, actually. And switch. Yeah, I think it, it brings a lot of diversity because you. There's missions that you have to do, but there's so many options of playable characters and things like that, and skill sets. Yeah. Kind of doing it how you want. I think it's going to be uh, really cool. Hmm. I do like quite like. I think it's quite funny that they say that Watch Dogs Legion is set in post Brexit London. Really? What does that mean? It means after we lose, uh, after we left um, the EU. The UN. No, not the, the EU. EU. The EU, yeah. Yeah. European wow. Union. Yeah. Not not United Nations. That sounds very different. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said you. Really, <laughs> but yeah, so that that kind of made me laugh. But yeah, I mean, this game I think looks really good. Um, there's a lot of hype surrounding this. Um, there's a lot of customizations. Quite a lot, a few different classes. There's going to be uh five main storylines over sixty missions apparently. Wow. Okay. Lots, lots of different okay. weapons, lots of different skills. Right. I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I've never played a Watch Dogs game. Um, that just didn't really seem to interest me. Now I like my Ubisoft. Mhm. But I've never played a Watch Dogs game. Played the first one. Really? Um, I, I think one of the Watch Dogs games is actually was on PlayStation Plus as a free game not that long ago. And I think I'd let it go, to be honest, if it was, because I was just like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I've never played one. Like, this just seems like it's right up my alley, the hacking, the parkour, everything, and I don't want to play it. I don't know what... (laughs) You know, I think it's because... It might be because I was into another game at the time. That might be why. Well, this might change your mind. So, apparently, there's gigantic drones that you can sit on and fly. I saw this. Yeah, 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 I saw this. So there's a guy that he had... There's a YouTuber on YouTube, of course. There's a YouTuber that has... No way, a YouTuber on YouTube? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's unheard of. Right. And he has a sponsorship with Ubisoft, so he gets to play a lot of these games early. And he's played Legions early, like twice. Gotcha. So. I watched him play some gameplay on it, and he was riding around on a drone. So I was like, yeah. huh. Okay. Yeah, pretty cool. Well, that did look cool. But, but yeah. Um, I want to put a question to the listeners. Is like, So is there a game that anyone is really hyped for? Or some news? Or console or anything like that you're really hyped for? I think uh, if you come and us on Twitter, which is what is our Twitter? At Grit Show. Uh, G's capitalized, S is capitalized. Yeah, come like if you want to discover something, um, particular game you're hyped for, maybe for for the launch of next gen consoles. Is there a particular game you're like, oh, that's going to be good? Let us know, man. We uh, we want to know your thoughts, what your interests oh. are. Yeah, and also uh, follow us on Twitch, uh, Twitch.tv forward slash The Grit Show. Uh, I've been streaming every day this week, actually, dude. You have you know been that? streaming Destiny. 
I've been streaming Destiny 1, and I've been streaming Genshin Impact a little bit. Um, so, tell what we'll yeah. do. Once, this, uh, once we finish this podcast, we're going to load this up, and we're going to go play Genshin. And we'll stream it. Look you're at gonna, that. You're going to play Genshin because you have to get the Adventure Rank 16 before you can co-op. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, okay. I'll do that. You Okay, you are going to stream Genshin, and then when I'm ready, I'm going to join. How about that? Okay, that sounds good. Yeah, I'll probably do. I'll definitely be streaming Genshin after this. But yeah, we got dude. one more topic, guy. We got one more topic. I don't want to talk about it. I know you don't want to talk about it, but there's a lot of people out there who are like, you know, the, we want the old Fortnite map back. You know, I got to at least mention it. You know what I'm saying? You can mention it, man. I have no comment. <laughs> okay, well, fair enough. All right. Yeah, we talked about Fortnite last week, of course, and I'm Lloyd here didn't really care too much about it. <laughs> he doesn't care about Fortnite, and I totally understand that. It's not for everybody. Anyway, the old Fortnite map possibly returning to Fortnite. So everyone knows what happened, but for those who don't, Fortnite Season 10 ended with the map being sucked into a black hole and shutting down the game for two days. Before the game went live again with and a new the chapter. two days of bliss the world was having. <laughs> no, we weren't. <laughs> Believe it or not, everybody was furious about that. Anyway. Anyway. Well, there's a theory going around that what if it was a wormhole and not a black hole? Of course, there was a freaking nerd that broke this down. What if we were all transported elsewhere while the previous location still remains somewhere in the galaxy? This transportation area that we got transported to is the map we're on now. There's currently a... uh, If it was a wormhole, it wouldn't be in the same galaxy. It'd be a different one. Right. Just just saying. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Like I said, some nerd. I'm screwing you up. Some nerd. (laughs) There is currently... A point of interest in Fortnite called Stark Industries, where upgrades are being made to the battle bus, and there's also a whiteboard that could be pointing toward this wormhole theory. Hang on, Stark Industries is in like Tony Stark. Yeah. Okay. It's a Marvel-based battle pass this season. Oh yeah, I remember saying. Yeah. Um. So it says, what if Tony Stark is upgrading the battle bus in order to travel through a wormhole in the near future? This could possibly mean we could be going back to the original map in the next season or it can mean both maps will be playable in the next season this theory could also be backed by a tweet made by the epic games worldwide creative director donald mustard saying it's all connected pay attention the story is about to kick into overdrive of course this is just a theory so we can take this with a grain of salt, but it would be cool to see how this ends up panning out. The new season is set to release on November 30th. So, I mean, to be fair, thinking about that, if you had multiple maps, it would make it a little bit more diverse. Like PUBG, for example, they have multiple maps. And quite often you can stick up random, so you don't know which map's next. Right. Do you know what I mean? And I think that could bring a bit of needed diversity to the game. Yeah. Absolutely. I can see that. I think I'd rather go that route than just going back to the original map and leaving it there. 
I've heard somewhere along the lines they're actually going to bring vehicles in as a permanent fixture as well. They're already in. Oh, okay. <laughs> they are late to the party. <laughs> <laughs> they brought and I'm the fine with that. Last season. Ah, oh, gotcha. Well, yes, then I'm, I'm very behind on my Fortnite news. And you, you have can to see have... that. You can see how much I prioritize that. You have you have to actually have the gas can and stuff like that too. So like you have to, and if it runs out of gas and you don't have a gas can, you have to stop at a gas station, get out of the car, get the thing, and fill it up with gas before you can go again. I mean, it's similar to PUBG. You like if your car runs out of fuel, you have to have a petrol can. Don't know why you call it gas. It's petrol. But it's gas. <laughs> <clears throat> Why'd you call it gas? Gasoline. It's not. It's petroleum benzoate. It's petroleum. Oh my god! It's a gas. <laughs> gas is a liquid, and it's oh not gasoline. Oh my god! Here we go. Here Don't we get go. me started, man. Throwing his British this way, like what the heck? <laughs> like I said, you're not about to project me on my sorry, podcast. Sorry, hang not on a minute. Happening. Hang on a minute. So on your on your car, when you flick the the the, the stalk. To say when you're going to change direction, what do you call that? Blinker. Because it blinks. Yeah. Do you know what we, we call, call it? We call it fall because leaf fall down. <laughs> we call it an indicator because it indicates which direction we're going. Oh yes. my god! Here we go. Yes. And you also call? Do you call the trunk the trunk the boot too? Absolutely. Other than what trunk is, it's the boot. It's not a hood, it's a bonnet. Oh we could be here all day. And oh, don't even get me started in aluminium, man. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Jesus Christ. Whew. Bro, you're not going to get some hate for this now. Dude, you and me both. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thing is, we've been friends for so long. It's just a thing now, and it's yeah, fun. it's definitely a thing. Like it's it's normal. This is like a normal banter session for us. This normal daily conversation. Yeah. All right, gonna wrap it up there. Yeah, man. I mean, awesome. like, kind of a course, quick one. Kind of a quick one compared to last week, but well, you know, talked about. We some... needed to rein it in a little bit. We uh we got away from ourselves last week. Yeah, I we think did. we forgot we was recording a podcast. <laughs> 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 we were just chatting. That's true. Um. And that's just generally how most of our conversations go. And we overrun massively. <laughs> the amount of times you and me have sat and just carried on a conversation. To stupid o'clock in the morning talking about <laughs> what? Sometimes these conversations go on for like five hours, dude. Believe me, we could probably do that in a podcast, but we don't want to bore you guys with that, so we won't do that. But dude, I had a flashback the other day. Oh, no. I had a flashback. Okay. Do you remember when we first met? Uh, Destiny 1. Destiny 1 Raid. Do you I remember which raid? Kingsfall, man. Yeah, exactly. Man, okay. I put Just myself like... on LFR because I've never done a raid before, and you LFG. was in there. Oh yeah, LFG, LFRs. <laughs> wow, never mind. Uh, <laughs> that. And then, do you remember? It's probably about the third time we done the raid, and we was on, um, we was on Oryx, and uh, someone yeah, had last... to dip out because it got late, mm. and there was that dude that come in. And he was so freaking high, man. Like, so high. And you went, and your words to him were, I have a ridiculous memory, so don't worry about it. But your words to him, it goes, 
Right, one, two, three. Does that mean anything to you? He's like, uh, no. And what did M- Muggins here pipe up and say? Called counting. That's called counting. <laughs> <laughs> Without missing a beat, dude. He's just like, it's called counting. <laughs> dude, the whole party just erupted. How much... so funny. <laughs> How much time are we at right now? Uh, 56 minutes and two seconds. Okay, so let's let's go off on this tangent a little bit. Let's talk about how we met. So this guy, why don't you tell it? Tell your side. Tell your side. I was how just, actually, how, the I, first time we met. First time first we met. First time we met. So, literally, I was playing Destiny. Um, I'd never done a raid before. About to say, this is your first time. Destiny was, had gone a bit flat for a lot of people. They brought out um, the Taken King, which revamped the series, and I thought oh, I want to do a raid, and I had a little little mooch on the internet, and found like oh you can do like an LFG and find people, so I've done that. LFG, and I, for those who don't know, is looking for group. So go on. If those wow players, I probably know it as LFR for looking for raid. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got an invite from this man over here, and then um and then yeah, he's been in my life ever since. Yep. I think. The thing with us, which is mental, is we are ridiculously similar. Even though you're we, British. Uh, even though I'm British, we, we joke that we are separated at birth. Dude, um, no, no lie. Uh, this guy is a really good friend of mine. Uh, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You're a really good friend of mine. You're definitely always going to be one. We've had our spats here and there. But who doesn't, man? Who doesn't, dude? Brothers fight. I mean, it's just how it is. And he's been in my life since, which was how many years ago, dude? Dude, that's got to be knocking what? Eight? Eight? I was thinking eight or nine. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll say eight or nine years. He's been in my life since eight or nine years, dude. And hopefully never left. Never left. (laughs) He's held on for the ride, dude. (laughs) Absolutely, man. But to be fair, there's been some hilarious moments for our I will never forget the scream. <laughs> Don't want to talk about it. Dude, if you would have recorded that, I could have posted this on Twitter. And for our listeners, they're going to go see it and be like, what the heck? Dude, it would have been like one of the most video watch videos on YouTube. Like, So there's a video on YouTube, which is probably one of my favorite videos. It's really short. And I think I've sent it to you before. And it's this guy. He's like a middle-aged guy. And he is playing, playing the zombie game. He is playing some horror game. Where he's looking for a camera. Gotcha. And the, yeah. The lights are a little bit dimmed. And <laughs> this guy was freaked out anyway. He was really, he's like a really jumpy kind of guy. So he's looking for the camera and he sees something. He's like, oh, 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 what's that? And all of a sudden his little girl must've been about four or five walks in the room, grabs hold of her and goes, daddy. And he literally turns at her and screams at her. <laughs> <laughs> And it's the funniest thing I've ever it's seen in my great. life. I could watch that video a hundred every time it pops up and not my face or something. I have to watch it. And, it, <laughs> and I use it to people, and it absolutely makes me cry. It's so funny. Oh, and man. to pick the picture, we're playing Star Wars Battlefront Two. This this and is what actually happened between us two. This is that video is what reminded him of this. But go on. So this is this what actually happened. happened. So Star Wars Battlefront Two. Me and, me and Daniel, we've uh, played a I lot of stuff. I thought it was Battlefront 1. No, it's Battlefront 2. Because we were playing with Phil. No, that was the second. Oh, actually, yeah. So it was, it was Battlefront, Battlefront 1. 1. So I don't know what map it was. 
But I just remember oh. we was we was doing our thing, and all of a sudden, Daniel walks around the corner, and who is standing there? The one, the only Darth Vader. And the scream that come out of this man's oh, mouth. Oh God! Jesus, he turned into a female. <laughs> Grew a vagina and everything, and that's it. I couldn't play, but I was dead. I was, <laughs> tears are streaming down my face. I was people laughing so much. Man, you don't know who Phil is. Uh, Phil is like his friend. Uh, we mm-hmm. met. He is a mutual friend. So he met. I met Phil, Phil through Fruit. Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. And right? this guy was playing with us at that time, and oh my god, dude, we were in hysterics. <laughs> Both of them just laughing i'm waiting for the day that something's gonna happen while you're streaming and you're gonna scream and i'm gonna make sure that this thing stays on the internet forever. <laughs> it's gonna get clipped <laughs> absolutely man it was so freaking funny oh, there's actually one on the internet now what were you screaming yes <laughs> well link this baby come on <laughs> i don't know if you've seen it or not um, this is one where me and Shallow, Lucky, uh, we had him on the second episode. The first. The first episode. First podcast. First podcast. Um, me and him were playing Red Dead Redemption 2. <sighs> we're hunting alligators, okay? And this is taking... <laughs> you have seen it, so <laughs> we're taking... Uh, we're. We're hunting these alligators, and this is from his point of view. We're hunting alligators, and we walk up to this little island, I guess it is, and he goes over to a crocodile that he had already shot. Well, I was going over to one that I had already shot, and one was in a bush that I did not see. It was just hidden in the bush and had no idea it was there. I walk up, walk go to walk past the bush and all of a sudden this thing jumps out and just grabs me okay so it grabs me i scream i'm just like ah and then all of a sudden lucky like his camera's facing away from me at the time and then when i scream he turns around and looks and when he looks this gator is shaking me he's in the bush shaking me back and forth you just see my little legs kicking back and forth. <laughs> That's all you see. And then all of a sudden, all you hear is, get off of me. And then after that, this gator comes strutting like, yeah, I just did that. Walking out of the bush, you know, head held high. Like, yeah, I just killed this guy. And then Lucky's over here dying laughing. Dude, I've seen a video so funny. So we we should do for our listeners because you, you, are, you, you explain the story. Now they're going to want to see it. Yeah. So we're going to take you. We're going to take this video, we're going to post it on Twitch, and we're going to post it on Twitter, and everyone can see it, because you owe it. I don't think we can post it on Twitch, but we could post it on Twitter. Um, I think you can. Can you not load up the videos on Twitch? Uh, it's on Facebook. The video's on Facebook. Okay. But we can we're, post it to Twitter. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can pull that video off and then post it to Twitch. Maybe. I'll sort we'll But yeah, don't worry guys. We'll um I'll get that sorted for you. But yeah, if you if you guys wanna ask us a question, you want a topic to, for us to talk about, you want a game you're excited for, you want some technical stuff that you want to us to go over, anything, just um, anything 
gaming-related information and tactics. It's what we stand for. The Grit Show. Anything like that, message us on Twitter. Catch us on a live stream on Twitch. Let us know. Absolutely. And uh, uh, yeah, we will be seeing you guys next week. For that's it for the Grit Show. I am Danielson. I'm DJ Lloyd. Stay safe, wear protection, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) See ya.